October 31st. And now it's time to look into the New Testament. Today we'll be reading from the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. Hear Him! This is the first of five solemn admonitions to believers to pay attention to what God says in His Word. During Old Testament times, God dealt with those who disobeyed His Word. In these last days, we have a greater obligation to obey because we have the complete Scriptures and the full revelation of God in Jesus Christ. Are you serious about what God says to you? Well, not only uh, hear Him, but see Him. There is a world to come, and how you live today will help uh, to determine your place in the future kingdom of Christ. Today we see man fallen in Adam, but by faith we see Christ and His victory. Because He is glorified, we shall be glorified in Him. And then trust Him. Persons who trust Christ are God's children on their way to glory. The Redeemer has defeated death and the devil and he understands how his people feel as they face the temptations and trials of life. When you come to him by faith, you come to a sympathetic high priest who can meet your every need. So run to him and trust him. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. October 31st, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. The message God delivered through angels has always proved true, and the people were punished for every violation of the law and every act of disobedience. What makes us think that we can escape if we are indifferent to this great salvation that was announced by the Lord Jesus Himself? It was passed on to us by those who heard Him speak, and God verified the message by signs and wonders and various miracles and by giving gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever He chose to do so. And furthermore, the future world we are talking about will not be controlled by angels. For somewhere in the Scripture it says, What is man that you should think of him, and the son of man that you should care for him? For a little while you made him lower than the angels and you crowned him with glory and honor. You gave him authority over all things. Now when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all of this happen. What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, and now is crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death for us. Yes, by God's grace. Jesus tasted death for everyone in all the world. And it was only right that God, who made everything and for whom everything was made, should bring His many children into glory. Through the suffering of Jesus, God made Him a perfect leader, one fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Jesus and the ones He makes holy have the same Father, that is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will declare the wonder of your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among all your people. He also said, I will put my trust in him. And in the same context he said, Here I am, together with the children God has given me. Because God's children are human beings, 
made of flesh and blood, Jesus also became flesh and blood by being born in human form. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Only in this way could he deliver those who have lived all their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We all know that Jesus came to help the descendants of Abraham, not to help the angels. Therefore, it was necessary for Jesus to be in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. He then could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and temptation, he is able to help us when we are being tempted. I hope that you are not among the number who sling around religious jargon with no meaning. To say, I received Jesus means nothing until you have answered the question, as what? An unwelcome guest in your house whom you're going to poison? A person you had to let in because he wants to work on the furnace and you stick him down there and don't want to talk to him? There are all kinds of ways to receive Jesus that have zero effect on your eternity, except to make it worse. So the last point is, as what? Receive as what? Surely the answer to that question is, receive him as what he is, not what you think he is or what somebody told you he is or what you'd like him to be, but as what he is. I'll give you one, there are many verses that describe what he is, like all of them almost. But here's one, John 6, 35. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Jesus is bread. And when you received him as six-year-old, you received him as a ticket out of hell you carried in your back pocket. And frankly, when you sit down, it makes you uncomfortable. That's not saving receiving.
He's Christ, Son of God, Savior, Wrath Remover, Sin Forgiver, Righteousness Provider, Soul Satisfier, Strengthener. Oh, what isn't He for us? Psalm 103, verses 1 through 22. David makes no requests in this psalm, as we'll hear. All he does is praise the Lord for three wonderful blessings, which he names in verses 3 through 5 and then explains in the rest of this psalm. One is forgiveness. Forgiveness is like healing when you're sick, relief when you're burdened, and reconciliation when you have hurt someone. All of this comes because Jesus died for your sins on the cross and you've trusted Him. And then we'll hear about redemption. God redeemed the nation from bondage and from difficulties they faced on their journey to Canaan. He frees us, that He might be our master and care for us forever. When He crowns us, He transforms slaves into kings. What grace! And then we'll read about satisfaction. Man is frail and temporary, but believers enjoy eternal youth and spiritual renewal. David compares it to uh, the eagle that looks old but still soars upward with new strength. You belong to the king who rules over everything. The angels praise him, so why not join in their worship? Psalm 103, verses 1 through 22, the Psalm of David. Praise the Lord, I tell myself. With my whole heart, I will praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, I tell myself, and never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He ransoms me from death and surrounds me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed His character to Moses and His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He is slow to get angry and full of unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He has not punished us for all our sins, nor does He deal with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our rebellious acts as far away from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. 
for he understands how weak we are. He knows we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wild flowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows, and we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear Him. His salvation extends to the children's children, of those who are faithful to His covenant, of those who obey His commandments. The Lord has made the heavens His throne. From there He rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels of His, you mighty creatures who carry out His plans, listening for each of His commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve Him and do His will. Praise the Lord, everything He has created, everywhere in His kingdom. As for me, I too will praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 23. Smooth words may hide a wicked heart, just as a pretty glaze covers a common clay pot.